Hey guys, this time we're going to talk about um, adding and removing permissions from objects. Now, this is going to kind of be a big topic, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of explain it to you in full. I was thinking about just doing the one project, uh, the, 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 one, the one project I have in, in mind here for a demo, but then I decided it might be a good idea to just kind of explain the whole thing and show you how to put the whole thing together. <clears throat> so, it's going to be a little bit involved, but it won't be too bad, I hope. Let me outline uh, what we're talking about here. So, I got a project the other day, or I got an assignment the other day from one of our other groups. <clears throat> and what it was, was the guy had decided that uh, adding SP permissions to every single SP that they created was becoming a little laborious on his team, right? So he came to me and I said, well, you should really be using, you should really be assigning those at the schema level so that when new SPs come in, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to assign permissions to them. And he said, hey, that's fabulous. I'd never even heard of that. So he created those, those permissions at the schema level. But what he wanted to do was he, he wanted to get rid of all of the individual permissions on all of the SPs that had been assigned so far and just let the schema permissions take over. And he asked me, is there an easy way for me to remove all these permissions uh, from these, you know, just thousands of SPs that we have in our database? And I said, well, yes, there is. So that's what we're going to do here today, right, is we're going to ultimately remove permissions from uh, a ton of SPs. Never fails, does it? Whenever I start filming, I get a call. Okay, uh, where was I? Um, uh, okay, well, I don't remember where I was, but... <clears throat> so what I'm going to show you is how this whole permissions thing works in PowerShell, and I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you two different ways to do this. Um, they're both good. Uh, one of them's a little bit easier to remember than the other one, I think. But uh, other than that, uh, they're both very good methods of doing things. One of them is going to be the provider method. The other one's going to be the SMO method. Now I know how much I rally against SMO, right? But in this case, the SMO really isn't all that bad, so we should be able to make uh, good time with it. So, <clears throat> well, I think what I was saying before was uh, was that the database I'm using is only going to have like two SPs in it, but uh, it, it'll work the same for all of them. It'll work the same for any database, right? So let's see here. I want to go to. SQL slash host databases adventure works there we go and then I'll just to kind of walk you through it we're gonna go to stored procedures right here so we'll say CD for procedures get a directory on that okay good <coughs> so I've got my two SPs now what I want to do, clearly, right, is I want to um, uh, I, I want to take the permissions off of those. I want to take the execute permissions off of those. So let's look and see what we've got available to us. Well, first, um, let's look at quote the easy way to do it, right? Because there is an easy way to do it. Okay, so this is easy enough. All we got to do is start with a directory, pipe that to a for each. Inside that for each, I want to instantly set an SP, I mean a, a var, equal to the current SP, 
There we go. Sorry about that. I had to sneeze. Okay. So I've got my SP equal to uh, cash underscore name. That's just to make things easier in the future, right? Now we're going to use the carrier method because this is the this is still the simplest. SQL command. No. Ordinarily, when you invoke SQL command, <clears throat> you have to specify, you know, the server and the database and all of that. But you know, the the provider is actually smart enough to know that we're in this context, so it will. If, if you're already in the context of uh, localhost default AdventureWorks, it'll, it, it's smart enough to know that and it'll fill that information in. So all we really have to do is put in query. And in the query, we're going to say revoke execute on sp2. And I'll go ahead and put this in. Looks like that, and we'll say, uh, yo mama, that's an account I have on there. Okay, good. So you see you have this provider context warning, right? It says using provider context server equals locals. We don't really want to see that. So we'll go back inside of here and say, suppress co provider context warning. And there we go. Now this returned pretty fast, right? Because there's only two SPs. But if you've got hundreds of SPs, this is going to take a few seconds or a couple minutes, right? However long it's going to take. And again, <clears throat> you don't want to just be sitting there looking at a blinking cursor the whole time, wondering if it's really doing something. So the first thing we're going to do, even before or right after we set the SP name, right, is let's just print that guy just like that. So there, so now you can see we got the two SPs as they were done. That's a little less significant now, but like I said, when you, you know, when when you got a lot of them, you're gonna really want that. Trust me. So that's it. Uh, our task is done. <clears throat> it's just that simple using the carrier method. Uh, and if you, and if you don't, uh, if you don't remember what the carrier method is, I've got a, another video on that. So one of the main reasons you would use this method is it's just easy to remember. All of us know how to use uh, SQL command.exe, so learning to use invoke SQL command is very easy, right? And if you look at my other video on permissions, on, on changing permissions or on, on running things, um, you'll on running things with this via the carrier method, Okay, I just looked it up, and it's the one called Cycle Error Logs on All SQL Boxes in PowerShell. So if you look up the one on cycling all the error logs, that's where I discuss the carrier method. But if you've already got one of these scripts written, then, again, all you have to do here is replace the query, and everything else is going to work. So it really works out well, okay? So, that's one method. Now let's move into the SMO method. This one's a little bit more involved as far as uh, knowing what you need to do and figuring out how to do it, but it's really not much longer. Um, it's it, it's a nice script, and I usually don't say that about about uh, working with SMO. Let's go ahead and clear the screen. So we're in here, and let's do a directory again, just to say, okay, we've got our we've got our two SPs here, and I want to find out what methods are available through the provider. Okay. So I'll say directory, I'll pipe that to a git member. I got a lot of things, right? Well, what did we want to do? We were trying to revoke 
execute permissions. So here's a revoke method right here. I mean, we see that as soon as we get in there. And I'll go ahead and bring that to the top so we don't have to follow that around. So we've got this revoke method, and we see here that it takes a permission set, and it takes a string of grantee names, and dot, dot, dot. Okay, well, we have to get past that dot, 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 right? It's probably overloaded. So let's go ahead and uh, we'll go GM. We'll, uh, we'll say where... And we'll format that as a list instead. There we go. Good. Now we can see the revoke method by itself and all of its overloads, right? So, um, for those of you that don't know, I'll explain this real quick. An overloaded method simply means that you can call it a number of different ways. So you can, sometimes you can, depending on what the overloads are, right? So sometimes you can call it with... Uh, zero parameters, sometimes you can call it with one parameter, sometimes you can call it with two parameters, sometimes with four parameters, just depending on what you're doing, right? So each one of those methods of calling that, uh, that or each one of the ways that you can call that method all, with all the different parameters is called an overload. So the, the function usually figures out which overload you want to use by looking at the parameters inside and then choosing the appropriate one. Okay, so here we're just going to use the first overload. Uh, so we're going to say revoke uh, SQL Server Management SMO object permission set and then a string of grantee names, right? Well, we're only going to use one, but this is what we're interested in here the object permission set. The object permission set you can't just come in here and uh, you you can't just come in here and create and, and say you know uh, grant execute you can't hard code execute in there you have to actually create a permission set object. Now I want to make I, I want to make it clear again that this is an object permission set object right object permission set. So with that being an object permission set. Uh, then that must mean that there are database permission sets and server permission sets and you're absolutely right there are different permission sets. so the big question is how do we find out how to create this permission set and uh, and how to work with it well it's easy enough uh, see it's a Microsoft SQL Server management SMO object permission set so let's just look that up and I could just teach you the permission set but I'd rather teach you how to find this information out on your own so I just highlighted it I hit enter to copy it let's go over here I use Yahoo let's type that in comes up on MSDN right so here we are with the uh, object permission set class and we have here our object permission set right but I just want to show you real quick let's go up a level to the permission set base, right? This is where it gets. This is where it inherits its, where it gets its inheritance from. And you can see here that we've got the permission set base. We've got the database permission set, object permission set, and server permission set. And they all have different. Uh, they all have different sets of permissions. And we're going to see that here in just a second. So, let's go back to object for a second. And inside object. 
Let's see. Nope, that's a dead end. I should have stayed back there. These are the properties that you've got inside of there. These are some of the methods, right? So, let's go ahead and take a look at the permissions that we can set for this. So, if I say cache A equals, and I'm just going to right-click, and that'll bring in what I have there, right? It's an object permission. Oops. So I'm going to set up A as a new object, and I'm going to set that object type as an object permission set. Good. Now if I look at A, you can see these are the permissions that I have that I'm, I'm able to set, right? Now you see why they call it a permission set. Now this is an object permission set and it covers all of the database objects. You can't use all of these object types on every single object, right? So like you can't set a, a an insert permission on an SP. You just can't, right? You can't, uh, you can't set a a select permission on an SP. SPs get execute. SPs, I mean, SPs get execute. SPs get view definition. SPs get alter and control, right? Uh, but they don't get delete. Okay, so uh, you have to know which permissions you want to set. But let's go ahead and look at. Let's go ahead and set this to a database permission set. Again, it's not case sensitive. I just do that for you. And now let's look at A again, and you can see all of the database level permissions that we can put in our database set. And let's go ahead and look at a server permission set. And these are all the server level permissions that we can set, right? So if you remember my video on advanced scripting options, uh, it works a lot the same way and you'll you'll know how to set the options right but I'll go ahead and show you let's go ahead and go back to uh, object permission set because it's the shortest right so okay here's our object permission set I'm gonna bring this up a little bit there we go now for this one I said I wanted to work with execute permissions right so execute so all you have to do is say cache equals I mean, sorry, dot execute equals, uh, so I want to turn on that permission set, right, so now it's true. I could just as easily use a 1 or a 0, so if I want to turn it back off, I'll hit 0, and it's back off. If I want to turn it back on, and now it's turned back on. So you can either use cache true or false or you can use um, one or zero. It doesn't really matter. So right now we've got this turned on. Okay. Now we have to do is call our method with the execute permission set, right? So let's go ahead and take a look at that method again. Uh, I wonder if I can get back up there in any reasonable time. There we go. Okay, I'm gonna bring this back up to the top again. Okay, so we got our method. We're going to call the first overload. We've got our object permission set as cache A, and I want, and it's just comma, a string of granting names. Well, that sounds pretty easy. So now let's do our directory. 
because remember we want to do it for each one of them so we're going to pass it to a for each loop for each one of those I want to call the revoke method go ahead and close my brackets now call it with cache because that's my object permission set that it takes in its first parameter here I'm going to say comma and I'm just going to pass it the string so that's exactly what we did on the last one except this time we didn't put in the uh, we didn't print the SP so we'll just do that and now we're printing the SPs to the screen as we do it and that's how you change uh, the permissions for an SP now a couple things here that you need to know and I'm gonna split this up into another video I'm gonna show you the problem and then I'm gonna split it up into another video because it's a discussion all on its own and it should be a lot shorter than this one so uh, da -da -da, there we go what happens if the account doesn't exist I don't have a yo mama 2 on here right so it tells you here that revoke with two arguments uh, revoke failed for stored procedure so on but if you look anywhere in here it doesn't tell you why it just tells you that the revoke failed right so let's change this back um, actually no sorry uh, now let's go back to cache A and you notice how I've got execute turned on right so what I want to do is say zero I'll turn that back off right so now it's turned off and let's run this again with the proper account but with all of these guys turned off and you'll see you'll see that uh, I get the exact same error message so it's failing but it's not telling me why it's just telling me that it's failing and so that failure can as we've seen can be that the user account doesn't exist it can be that we don't have any permissions turned on here so right now we're not telling it to work with any permissions this works differently than it does with the scripting options with the scripting options you just set the options on or off right but with this one you set the ones you want to work with on or off and then you call the method that you want to do right so instead of having instead of having a generic method for for changing permissions which I think would be uh, probably a lot smarter right uh, and then turn the 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 permissions on or off that you want you can set the ones that you want and then it would just change the permissions to whatever is in this permission set right uh, you have to change the ones you want to work with you have to turn on the ones you want to work with and then you have to call the methods for revoke grant or deny right so uh, just keep that in mind that it doesn't really work the same way as it does with the advanced scripting options and if you and if, if you want to see that you can go see my video on that uh, so as I come here let's change this back so now I have to change back and you notice now it works just fine right but there's got to be a way to grab those those errors and find out exactly what's making this fail 
because like I said it could be the user account it could be the fact that you don't have any of these turned on or you could have made a wrong call and here you could have called the method itself incorrectly uh, and there's no way that you would know anything right so that's what we've got to that's what we've got to discover and that's what we're gonna do in the next video so right now assuming everything is okay and you do everything right you now know how to revoke grant and deny permissions to objects both um, both at the database level, the object level, the server level, because they all work the same way, right? I've shown you how to do them, how to discover it on your own, and so you shouldn't have any problems, you know, discovering what you need, right? But let me let me show you one more thing real quick here. If I go up a level, here, let me bring this to the top of the screen again. There we go. If I go up a level and do a directory, actually, I want to go up one more. Well, wow, that gets down to the bottom of the screen really fast, doesn't it? So I'm at databases. I'm going to pull a directory of my databases. Good. If I, if I do get member on that, and go up here to the methods, you notice there's a revoke method here, too. And there's probably a grant. And there's probably a deny up higher, right? So let's look at the grant method because it's going to be the same, really. I'll put that at the top right there. So you can see it's going to have overloads. <clears throat> and you can see which permission set it wants right here. So if you if you don't know which, which uh, permission set to grab, then go to that level, uh, do a directory and pipe it to get member, and look at the method you're interested in, and it'll tell you which permission set you need, right? So right here we want a database permission set, right? If we were at the server level, it would say server level. Now, what level of permission do you think you would need to make these changes at the schema level? Well, let's take a look. So I'll say, uh, let me get another directory here, okay. And let's go, we're, we're going to switch to schemas here, right? Pull a directory on the schemas. Okay, good, I got one schema. Um, but that doesn't change the fact that I can do a get member on it. And I can see my grant, and it wants an object permission set, right? So that's very easy to discover. That's, that's how you find out what you need to do. And so now I've shown you that if you're at the database level, you can alter database permissions for all the databases or any of the databases, right? All you need to do is insert a WHERE clause in there and, and limit your result set. Um, or if you're at the schema level, you can change the permissions for a ton of schemas or at the table level for a ton of tables and so on and so on and so on. It's very simple, but it's repeatable again and again and again. You're going to use the same method uh, the exact same time. I mean, the overloads might be slightly different in each one of them, so you're going to have to look at the overloads and decide which one you want to use, right? Um, but, uh, uh, but the and the only other thing that's going to change is the permission set that you use, whether it's an object permission set or so on, right? So, anyway, that's all I have on that one. Uh, stay tuned for the next video where I talk about how to trap those errors and find out what's really going wrong with your uh, um, with your statement okay sorry 
One more thing real quick. Um, I noticed when I went to do the other video that I forgot to tell you something here that's really important. So just in case you watch this video by itself and you don't go to the second video, I want you to have this handy. You're not going to be able to make the changes, uh, you're not going to be able to push the changes to the server and have them persist unless you call the alter method. There you go. So otherwise, it'll still work, but it'll just be persisted in this PowerShell session. So uh, if you want the changes to prevent to persist on the server and actually make the changes in the database, you need to do a, after the the method call here after the revoke method call, put a semicolon, and then call the alter method, and you'll be fine.